everyone and welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again and I hope you guys have had a wonderful week. Today is November 2nd which basically means it's Christmas time and I'm so hyped. I'm so excited. I'm so ready to put my lights up and my little mini tree and I'm just so excited for all of the flavors and the food and the holiday you know festivities and Oh, guys, I'm so excited. I love the holiday season so much, and I can't wait to kind of, you know, get into it. So I'm super, super excited about that. But I hope that you guys have all been doing wonderful. And yeah, so today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter than the normal episodes are mainly because I've had a really long day and I'm tired, so I'm not trying to ramble because it's kind of unnecessary at times, um, which I can tend to ramble at times, but I'm just, I just want to, you know, nip this in the bud and be quick and concise, um, while trying to, you know, say the message, but there's no reason why I should be, you know, talking for way too long, so this episode will be a little bit shorter than normal nothing too crazy nothing like five minutes that's a little too short but um I wanted to talk about this because it's something really important so the topic for today is he sees you he sees you so when I refer to he I mean God (laughs) I feel like well uh, not I feel like but God is um clearly one of the main topics of this whole podcast so when I refer to he in this instance, I'm talking about God. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to discuss this topic is because I feel like a lot of us can feel very unseen or unrecognized or unacknowledged and unappreciated. You know, I feel like that can be a very, very common feeling that we can have especially when it seems as if there are people around us who are being either recognized or praised or exalted or something and it feels like you are just like in the shadows and it's like do I matter or what's going on like why am I unnoticed why am I underappreciated you know and obviously this sounds kind of dramatic But I think this is something that we all feel, especially when it's like you feel as if you're the only one who is being unseen, right? And so I just wanted to discuss this for a few minutes because it's something that's really, really important. And I went through a time in my life and it was horrible where I just felt absolutely invisible and I just, I felt so unseen and so un recognized and so unacknowledged so underappreciated so you know just so like ugh, like I just felt as if why am I like in the room because no one sees me anyways you know and I know that sounds depressing but it's like you can get to that place and it's like, okay, what do I do when I'm in that place? And I thankfully haven't felt like that in a while, but sometimes in certain situations, I still feel like that too. Like a lack, I don't know. Like sometimes I feel, I don't, I'm not saying, okay. So I was going to say like, sometimes I feel like I don't get attention and I'm not saying that I want attention, but it's like, I really don't get attention. (laughs) Like, I mean, I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's like, I don't know. Like, this is just another example of of this feeling unseen, unacknowledged, unrecognized. Um, 
but I, I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, when I say attention, I mean like, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to stick with attention and you can translate that however you want to. The bottom line is that there are times in our lives when we feel unseen and unrecognized. And this can make us feel worthless. And it can make us feel like what we're doing is being done in vain or what we're doing doesn't matter or it's unseen or unrecognized. And when you read through the Gospels, you see that Jesus is always the one who sees the unrecognized, the, the person in the shadows, the person who is, um, who is ostracized, who's outcasted, right? The person who is never spoken to, the people who are, um, just, you know, like, oh, don't talk to them, or like, oh, don't look in that direction, don't even bother, don't even give them, don't entertain, you know, things like that. Um, people who it would be, it would be socially unacceptable to associate with. And when you read through the Gospels, you see that these are the exact people that Jesus is drawn to, that these are the people that he sees and that he goes to and that he transforms. There are so many instances in the Bible and in the Gospels where you see Jesus loving, healing, touching, transforming these people who, by the general public, are like a piece of dust, you know? And he's actually like, that's the one that sticks out to him. <laughs> Because of his heart. And I absolutely, something I absolutely love about the Gospels is that we are able to see the heart of God through Jesus because he is God. <laughs> but we can see, we can see personified his heart. We can see actually what his actions, we can see the way he feels, the compassion that he has. We can see the way his heart causes him to behave or like things that he does because of how he feels about us about people so i have a couple of scriptures to read um and these are kind of just highlighting a few instances of when jesus is just drawn to the people who are you know they're just not <laughs> not accepted, not wanted, right? And you see time and time again throughout the Gospels that Jesus is constantly going out to these people. And I just love this. I love, this is one of my absolute favorite things about the heart of God. It's that the person in the shadows is the one that he sees and recognizes as if they're the only one in the room, as if they're the only person he's looking at or talking to. And I think that's so amazing. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures quickly, and then I'll expound a bit. Um, so there are several instances, obviously, in the Gospels. I'm going to read a lot of these passages from the Gospels. Most of them are from there. Um, I'm going to start with Luke chapter 5, verse 32, which says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So I'm going to just, I'm probably going to, 
comment about each each scripture just because so I can expand a bit. But I love this because typically when we think of religious figures, and when you think of obviously back in those days, there were Pharisees and scribes and these, you know, these noble noblemen of Judaism, these noblemen of of the religion, right? They were obviously like always in the front, so they were always like in the spotlight. You know, obviously there was no spotlight, but they were being they were the ones who were seen, okay. And if you were someone who was just a humble person, right, just a just a normal Jew that wants to serve the Lord, it can seem. And I'm not saying like this is how people felt like everywhere, but I'm just this is an analogy I'm trying to make. It could be easy for someone who's just like a quiet servant to feel like they're so unseen, to feel so like wow, like, all these, like, Pharisees and stuff, like, they got all the fancy clothes, they're in front of everybody, they're saying the prayers, and I'm just here, you know? Like, and it can feel like we're just existing in this space, and we're unseen and unrecognized, but Jesus shows us that that's not true at all. I'm actually going to read um a little bit of the, um when Zacchaeus is, uh, it encounters Jesus because I love this so much. <laughs> um, so it, this isn't found in Luke chapter 19, and I'm going to read verses 5 through 9. It says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. I lost my spot. <laughs> there we go. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I forgot to prelude this, but Zacchaeus is a tax collector, and he was short. Okay, he was... um. <laughs> He was a little small. I'm not sure how tall he was, but clearly he was short enough to have to climb a tree to try and see Jesus. So, you know, you can translate that however you want to. But my man's was um, vertically challenged, to say the least. Um, it, the Bible says that he was small in stature. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he climbs up this tree, right? The sycamore tree to see Jesus walking. Because he knew Jesus would come through that way. It's probably like a main street or something. And Jesus looks right up at him. <laughs> and Zacchaeus is thinking to himself like, oh man, I just want to see this dude. And like, he probably will never see me. Like, whatever. Because I'm small. And I'm like going to be like hiding behind these branches. Like, whatever. But I'm trying to see this man. Right? And Jesus like walks and he's like, looks straight up at Zacchaeus. He's like, hey, I'm coming over. Let's go have dinner. And it's just like, I'm sure Zacchaeus was like, um... That is not at all what I was expecting in that moment. Because, I mean, he's just literally just wanted to look at him. That's it. He wanted to see him walk by. But instead of seeing him walk by, he literally hosts him in his home. That is just so incredible. And I love that so much. But it's like, I also love how Zacchaeus is just, he's already, his heart is already being transformed by Jesus because he's like he he encounters Jesus and he's like I'm giving all my stuff like I'm giving half of my stuff to the poor and I'm going to pay back fourfold what I have cheated 
in my job because often tax collectors would take a little extra for themselves. Therefore, they had a little extra money. Therefore, they were, you know, yeah, they had some money. But Zacchaeus is being transformed because he's encountering Jesus. He's encountering his love and his compassion. And it's like Jesus literally didn't even say Zacchaeus, you need to give your money away, blah, 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 because you're a sinner. All he said was, I'm coming to your house. And Zacchaeus, he involuntarily says, I'm giving myself away. Because when you encounter Jesus, like, honestly, he doesn't always have to ask you to do something. Because when he touches your heart, when he transforms you, you're just like, wow, just take it all. (laughs) You know, it's like, just take it because nothing else matters. Because I'm seeing the son of man and he is absolutely everything that I need. And I want to do everything to serve and love him. So I just love this story so much. Obviously, it's very popular. And like, there's like a song about it. Like, Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. Blah, blah, blah. We all know the story. Well, a lot of us who've grown up in church are familiar with the song. But I love this so much. It's like a very common story. But I love the heart of Jesus in this. And he's showing us his heart. And I just love it. It's it's so fantastic. So the next um, the next passage of scripture I've got is John chapter five verses six through nine, and they state um, actually no I'm going to go a little bit earlier, so I'm going to go actually verses five through nine. Actually no, just kidding, I'm just going to go from one through nine. Sorry, it's like because I want to read like the very beginning part of like what I want to read, but like the prelude is much more helpful. Like the previous scriptures give us more context. Anyways, okay. So verse one says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda. Now I actually can read a little bit of Hebrew, but I'm having trouble right now. Anyways, this pool. Okay. Also Bethsaida. Okay. That's another way I I just read the little footnote. Okay. A pool called Bethsaida, which has five roofed colonnades. Okay. Colonnades. Sorry. Wow. This is bad. I'm, I'm reading horribly today. It's fine. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and he knew that he had already been there a long time, He said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am going to while while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. I love this so much. Obviously I always say that after I read scripture, but it's just it's so good. It's so wonderful and I love it. But in this passage, Jesus, um, he's near these people who are, and the Bible uses the word invalid, and I think that also is a, a good term to prove my point even further, but they're blind, the lame, the paralyzed, it's these people who are broken. And Jesus is seeing this man here who's been here for 38 years, which could, you know, I... I think it could be safe to assume that that's been a very long period of his life. And Jesus sees him and he changes him. <laughs> and obviously, 
this man's like, I just, I can't even get to the pool. I can't even get to this, the place of healing. But what I love about this is that healing came to him. He didn't have to go to healing because Jesus, who was Jehovah Rapha, who was our healer, came to this man. And he absolutely transformed his life. And I love this so much. Like Jesus walks up to these people. Obviously, because a lot of them can't walk themselves. But I love how Jesus actually approaches and pursues these people, the broken. I truly believe that he is drawn to the broken and that the broken are the ones who cause him to take a second look, you know, because he's come to seek and save the lost. That's who his eyes are out for. He looks out for the lost and he looks out for the broken and the hurting because that's who he absolutely loves to transform and loves to heal and loves to set free is the broken and the hurting because you can't really be healed or set free if you are good, if you're you know, if you're, you know, confident in your religion, and I'm not saying, like, that's bad, like, it's bad to be confident in your religion, but it's, like, Jesus loves the broken because he loves to heal and set free, and there's something beautiful about brokenness, even though it's hard and difficult. I'm not saying brokenness is ideal, but the thing about brokenness is that it's, it's what, Jesus is drawn to. He's drawn to that brokenness. And he loves to absolutely heal and transform those who are broken. The next passage is Matthew 9, verses 35 through 36. Just a quick one, but I love this. This is another um, piece of, of, of the heart of God that's being revealed to us in the Gospels. Verse 35 says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I'm going to read that last verse one more time. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I just... Man, like his compassion, his heart, his heart longs for those who are helpless, who are broken, who are lost, who are unseen, right? These are the ones that he seeks out. He literally seeks out the lost. He seeks out the unseen, the supposedly unrecognized that's who he literally seeks out and pursues and i just love that so much i've got three more passages left um i've got psalm 34 verse 18 and it says the lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit love that so much it's such an encouraging verse because there are times in our lives when we feel brokenhearted that's not like a one-time thing unfortunately it's not a one-time thing but the thing about brokenheartedness is that um, the Lord is near to that. He draws near to you to comfort you and to love you in that moment. And I love that. That's just so, so powerful and so beautiful. I've also got Psalm verse 119, verse, um, sorry, chapter 119, verse 151. And it says, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Finally, I've got Matthew 5, verse 8, which says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now that last verse in Matthew 5 seems a little bit like, out of place. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to read that is because I think sometimes 
we when we are serving especially i feel like for me a lot of the times i feel unseen it's usually when i am in a place where i'm serving or doing something for god and i feel like okay like i'm doing so much work and no one sees this and no one recognizes this i'm not getting praise blah 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 and first of all the first issue with that is the the mindset and the perspective where that's coming from it's like i i i the reason you're doing that is for god anyways so stop looking at yourself okay <laughs> but that's i'm literally talking to myself so <laughs> but it can get difficult sometimes we can get caught up in the work aspect the work mindset of i'm doing this i'm doing 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 and you forget the reason why you're doing it um but uh when we get out of that mindset it can still feel like you're unrecognized like you're doing so much work so much toil and it's being un unseen unrecognized and unacknowledged and the reason why i wanted to read these passages of scripture is because i just wanted to highlight these these times these instances these many instances out of so many others where jesus is going to where he's seeking where he's pursuing those who feel unrecognized and unloved so even if you feel unrecognized to yourself even if it's just yourself which that's that's how it can feel a lot of times even if you feel unrecognized he sees you if you're a busy mom who's got lots of littles and you're busy working cooking cleaning taking care of your home taking care of your kids you know supporting your husband if you are working hard, if you're serving in ministry and you're just almost to the point of being burnt out or if you're just going, 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 or even if you're at school and you're studying and you're busy, 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 right? There are so many, many circumstances and, and times in our lives when we can feel this unrecognition as if we're just alone and no one sees the effort we're putting forth. but Jesus sees you. He sees you in your season, in your moment, and he loves you more than you could ever imagine. And he's with you in these moments, and he's loving you, and he's seeing your heart while you're doing these things too. And it's important, obviously, to check our hearts while we're doing these things to make sure that we're not doing them you know, to say that we're doing all these works, but because we actually love Jesus and because we just want to love and serve him. And it's difficult and it takes time, but when we get to this place of just serving because we love him, that changes the game. <laughs> that absolutely changes the game. But even if we do get to that place, there can be so many times when we feel unseen and unrecognized and unacknowledged. But what I, the purpose of this episode is to encourage you that even if you may feel unrecognized and unseen by people, you're seen by God. And I felt um, a couple of, I guess a couple of years ago, and there's still sometimes when I feel like this too, but I felt as if I was being like, I was like the second choice or like I was, I was not the first to be acknowledged or recognized. And that was hard. 
and it was difficult because I was like, why does no one care? Why is no one paying attention to me or why? And it's not even like a huge grand thing, but it's like in some circumstances with some people, I felt as if the people I was around were getting more recognition than I was or as if they were being acknowledged or spoken to and I was just kind of like chilling in the back, right? But um, I got to a place where I was like, you know what? I don't actually care that this is happening to me because God who created me, who created this whole world, who created everything that's going on, sees and loves me. And if he sees and loves me, then I don't need anything else. I need nothing else. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? I'm lacking nothing because he sees and loves me in this moment. He's walking with me in this moment. And why would I want human recognition when I have the recognition of the creator of the universe? You know? It took me a little while to get to that place, but there's so much more freedom when you get there because you stop, recon you, stop you know, prioritizing or, or thinking about constantly the, the recognition and approval of other people. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's difficult and it truly is difficult, but when you get to this place of I'm doing this because I love Jesus, because I am going to serve him, because I want to do these things because of how much I love him, then it just, it changes the game. It absolutely changes the game. And it's, you know, obviously there can be random circumstances where you feel this unseen, this and this unloved. But if you've got this, this base, this anchor, this foundation of knowing that you're loved and wanted and cared for and you're sought and you're pursued by Jesus, then that is just, there's so much more freedom there because you know that whatever, like, it doesn't matter if I am in the shadow because he is Jesus is literally the one who would come and sit with me in that place and be with me in that place so I just encourage you if you ever feel like you are unrecognized unwanted unseen unloved even that it couldn't be further from the truth because Jesus loves you he sees you he recognizes you he acknowledges you he loves you he thinks about you for crying out loud. He loves you more than you could ever fathom, ever fathom. And if you've got that foundation, then that unrecognition is just kind of like, the, the unrecognition of people, of peers, is kind of just like irrelevant. It becomes irrelevant. And there was a time in my life when I also felt a little bit um, entitled, and I hadn't, it didn't seem like entitlement back then, but it was entitlement looking back. And... I'm also glad that I wasn't given particular um, uh, opportunities because my heart was not in the right place. But sometimes you can also feel as if like, oh, I should get this or I should get that. Or why do I not have this and they have this? And, you know, we can make all these excuses, but it's like your heart is not in the right place. And God sees that. And so I think I'm really grateful for the fact that he's so sovereign and that if, 
he sees that our heart is in a bad place like he's just not going to give us it like whatever we're asking for because he's like yo no because when when i give you that thing you are not going to use it in the right way or your heart's not in the right place so this is not the time for that and i'm so thankful for that because sometimes we can just get so like feel entitled but we're not entitled to anything we're just not like everything given to us all of these wonderful gifts of that god has given us right this is all grace okay we don't deserve anything and so it's also important to like just it's another it goes back to checking your heart like where is my heart here like why do i feel like this why do i feel as if i'm unrecognized or why do, what i mean that's that's a, a little complex but it can be just like why do i feel like i deserve this or why do i feel like i have to have this or that or you know that we can just make long lists of all these things but if your heart's in the right place, if your heart is softened by the mercy of God and by his love, then it's just kind of like, you know what? I don't care if no one sees me because he sees me. And I literally don't care because I just want to be with him and love him and serve him. And this recognition of other people literally doesn't matter at all because I don't need that. Because I'm loved and recognized and valued and pursued by Jesus Christ, who is the king and there is literally nothing else that is more important. There's nothing else that's more satisfying, more fulfilling than knowing that you're loved and wanted by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega. That's just like, once you get to that place, it's like insane. And I'm not saying I've even arrived. I have hard days sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? This is horrible. Like, why does no one want me? Or like, I'm not, that's a little, that's a little dramatic. But sometimes I do feel like that. And it's like, I get, I have that thought that I'm like, oh, I'm so loved. I'm so loved. I'm so cherished. And, and I, I just trust the Lord. You know, like there are some times when I just feel as if there are certain things that I would like to have that I feel like I should have had a long time ago, but there's that entitlement again. It's like, I don't have, I'm not entitled to that thing. But then I'm like, oh, but the Lord is my shepherd, <laughs> you know? It's like, you got to remind yourself of who the Lord is sometimes. Because we forget if we get too wrapped up in ourselves, but yeah so i hope this episode was encouraging um that you were encouraged in some way or another um if you know of someone who obviously is going through something and they feel unrecognized um encourage them with these scriptures that i've read today because that's that can be really hard to be in that place of feeling so unrecognized and unloved and unseen but God is truly so good and he loves us so much and he sees us and recognizes us and we can see his heart in so many instances in the Bible where these people who are quote-unquote unrecognized and unloved are the ones pursued, are the ones sought out by Jesus himself. And so, yeah, that's just something so encouraging and wonderful to me, just knowing that he seeks and saves the lost. He seeks and saves the unwanted, the unseen, the unrecognized. That's who he sees and who he loves. And it's important to pray and to ask the Lord to, like, examine, like, your heart. Like, like in um, Psalm 139, David says, search me and know me. You know, it's like, that's an important prayer to pray. Like, God, search me. What in my heart is something that is not right when it comes to, like, my position when I'm doing certain things, you know? So it's like, it's important to examine our hearts and to ask the Lord to reveal things that are maybe um, hindering us from serving him um cheerfully and lovingly but yeah that's all for today's episode 
I hope it was encouraging and that you learned something or that something was brought up or that something, you know, was encouraging one way or another. So I hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful week and I will talk to you guys again next week. <laughs> Ciao. Thank you.